Overwatch Confessional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 35, Hey Look. I hope you're having an amazing day, uh, whatever time of day it is that you are listening to this. Uh, I hope that you're getting outside and getting some vitamin D. Uh, today is the day to do that. It is so beautiful out. Uh, no matter what time of day is, it is going to be a good time to get outside. So if it's nighttime, then wake up in the morning and go for a walk. If it's raining outside, it doesn't matter. It's a good day to get outside. I know I said vitamin D, but maybe you need some rain in your life. Maybe you need a little sun in your life. You know, maybe you need a little wind in the face. Maybe you need a little cool or calm or wherever you are. Get outside. Go for a walk. I think a lot of times during these quarantine times, these confusing times, uh, a house can feel like a coffin often. You know, and I know for some of you, as you're listening to this, maybe you are in a complete quarantine. Uh, Maybe you are in um, a a place where you're like, I can't leave like uh, or I'm, I'm sick, like I'm really hurting and I'm sick and I can't leave. Here's what I'd say. Open up a window. Open up a window. Let that wind come through. Let the sun come through and hit you in the face. Uh, enjoy the beauty. Remind yourself as you looking at the leaves, as you feel that wind, as you see that sun, that there is a God that's in control. Uh, and I know, again, as I said before, like this feel, it could feel trite, uh, but it isn't. It's truth. There's a consistency in the the sun rising and the sun setting in the seasons. There is a consistency that's so helpful for us to remember in days like this. So get outside if you can. Go for a walk, whether it's the morning, afternoon or night. If you're not able to do that, crack a window, feel the wind, feel the sun, feel that cold brisk. Uh, of the outside if that's the seasonal uh, if that's the season that you're in either way just experience all of nature as it's reflecting its glory back to God and sometimes it's just a good thing for us to remember Psalms 139 uh, this is a fantastic chapter in Psalms so if you if you're if you're like where would I read if I want to read where would I read Psalms 139 is a fantastic place to start reading and it says this in verses 23 and 24 search me O God and know my heart try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Uh, We have some friends that live in a very nice suburban home here in Southern California. Very, you know, nice neighborhood, very normal looking. Uh, I I think a lot of these neighborhoods around here feel a little leave it to beaver at times for me. Not in the same way as that show was really uh, living out, but just the idea behind it. Like everyone's like, hello, neighbor. You know, not that people are actually doing that, but it just feels that way. You walk in, there's a lot of white. And so I just keep thinking white picket fences. You know, I keep thinking like, you know, there's dogs and people walking dogs. So it just has that very picturesque 
suburban feeling it. I happen to live in one of those neighborhoods as well. Everyone's very kind. Everyone's very cordial. Um, it's just kind of, and there's this assumption that goes along with that is that in these kinds of neighborhoods, like they're safe. Like, and there's nothing really going on. Like, every neighbor seems to seem pretty normal, like nothing unusual. Well, uh, our friends who live in, in a neighborhood much like ours, just a very normal suburban, you know, neighborhood, uh, they they noticed that their the next door neighbor uh, was not there very often. And it was just kind of odd, you know, in, you know, in, in these types of suburban environments, like uh, things that are unusual kind of stand out because for the most part, it, they feel like little Levitt towns. So, you know, the Levitt towns were like every house looks alike. The people who were uh, put into those houses, you know, look fairly similar for the most part. And so when something's out of the ordinary, it kind of stands out. And so he kept saying, something's very unusual about this house. Uh, and then all of a sudden one day, and I don't know the, the fullness of the story. I do know this part. One day, uh, all of a sudden, all these police cars start rushing in. Like they all rush into this house and uh, start going through the house. We'll come to find out that this was what they call a grow house. Literally, you walk in the front door, and again, I wasn't there, but it's they're, they're growing marijuana. Like, nobody really lives there. It's just a home in which they grow weed in. And the whole house is filled with these UV lights and marijuana plants everywhere. Everywhere, and so they search this house, and they find out everything, and 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 you know he was actually kind of laughing about it, like here in the midst of the suburbs, here in the midst of a place where you would be like, no, that's not going to happen. Of course, it happens, right? Of course, that's where they pick because they're like, no one's going to suspect that something like this is actually going on. This is what David is talking about. I think for so many of us, we can feel like a suburban neighborhood, right? We look so good on the outside. We look like we have it all put together. And many of us look like textbook Christians, like we're doing all the right things. We're going to all the right events. We're like we talked about in, in episode 34, we're checklist Christianity, checklist Christians. Like we're doing all the right things, right? We're, we're doing the best to follow God. And we're, 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 we look like a suburban neighborhood, you know, but inside, but inside there's some funkiness that's going on, but inside, maybe it's not so pretty. But inside, there's these hidden things. David is inviting an investigation by God Almighty into his heart and his mind. That's kind of a scary thing to think about, right? It's kind of a scary thing to go, God, investigate my heart and my mind. Investigate it. When was the last time you asked God to search your heart and to search your thoughts, to search your mind? I would imagine that it's been a while, if ever. Why? Why is it that we aren't praying like this? Why is it that we are not kind of like with David, a man after God's own heart? Why is it that we are not praying things like this? 
praying for God to investigate us. Well, I think a lot of times we, we tend to be very unaware of ourselves. Uh, we're very unaware of why we do what we do. Uh, in, in many ways, I think we're trying to convince ourselves. Most often, we're trying to convince ourselves that, that we are good and that we're in control and that everything's fine and that I'll just kind of pray it away or I'll just kind of act it away or I'll do a bunch of good dudes, good deeds, <laughs> a bunch of good dudes, uh, a bunch of good deeds. And that'll like level out the bad that maybe I feel. But maybe I think for most of us, we're not completely understanding how bad we really are and what's really going on. We go through our day believing that our thoughts and our actions, for the most part, are our good. Right. We've kind of convinced ourselves. We've kind of bought into that lie that we are good. And so there's this thought of like, why would I ask God that? You know, why would I ask him to investigate my heart? Why would I ask them? Like, I'm not that bad. You know, I'm not bad like so-and-so. I'm not. That's very a very suburban way of thinking about our Christianity. Like, all the neighbors are safe. Like, there's nothing in here that could go wrong. And here you have a grow house that's right inside of you. You know, I, I, I remember I was thinking about this uh, today, and, and I was thinking about how uh, I, it was a couple years ago, maybe three years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that. And I was in uh, kind of a leadership meeting and um, I realized like every time I would present something, you know, and somebody would come after me, like they would question me or they would and they would, you know, kind of tear down my idea that I, I started to respond and defend myself. And and I started thinking about it like, wow, I think I might do that a lot. Um, but nah, I don't think it's that bad. So I went to somebody after that meeting where, where there was a bit of a confrontation or something like that. And I said, hey, I just got to ask you a question. Like, I'm I, I, I'm really curious. I'm trying to learn about myself. I'm trying to figure this out. Um, but am I am I defensive person? And he literally just started cracking up and he goes, oh, my gosh, you're the worst you're the most offensive person that I think I may have ever met. And I was like, what? Really? And he was like, yes. Every time somebody says something against you or every time somebody questions your intention, you always come back with a defensive response. Here's the craziest thing. I never saw it. Not until that moment. And, I, and, and at that point, I think I had been about six months into counseling, so starting to learn a lot about myself. But I am telling you, for the majority of my life, I think I've been an incredibly defensive person because I have a broken identity. And nobody can touch that, right? Nobody can come up against me because it's going to start messing with my value. It's going to start messing with my identity and see my identity is found in all the hard work I've done. Like if you know the Enneagram, I'm in Enneagram three, which means I got to get stuff done. And my, and my shadow side is that I'm not going to be worthy or, or that, 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 that I'm, I'm going to be looked on as useless or what is he doing here in the room? And so the way that I combat that and have combated that for most of my life is I just work harder grind harder at everything I do, like try to be the smartest, try to look like, try to be like the smartest person in the room. So of course, of course I'm defensive, massively defensive. 
because there's this thing that's been inside of me that I've not asked God to search. There are these thoughts that continue to fill my mind that I'm not asking God to go after and investigate, right? But in this moment, all of a sudden, I become very aware that something is off. What about you? What about you? What is that secret suburban place where there the assumption is everything's safe, but inside there's something deep and dark going on? You see, this is David is asking God, please investigate me because he doesn't want anything to get in the way of his relationship with his Lord. He's like, if my heart's getting in the way, if my thoughts are getting in the way, I, I need you to meet me in that place. I need you to convict me. I need you to show me because I want nothing to get in the way of this relationship with you. I, I want to move forward in life with you, life everlasting. I want to experience your joy, experience your hope, experience the peace that passes all understanding. And there's some things inside of me that I am unaware of. There is a grow house living inside of me that I am unaware of that I need you to meet and find and help with because our inner life affects our whole life. David is praying to God. He's praying to God and he's saying, I want nothing in the way. The way is everlasting life. It's led by the Spirit of God for the glory of God. And He's doing it in each and every one of us. But isn't it a beautiful thing when you're invited to someone's home for dinner? Right? Instead of going, just do it, God. Just tear it down, right? Instead, what if you invite that investigation? What if you're like, no, no, no. I want to invite you. You can do what you want to do. You're God. But I want to invite you to do this in me, to do this work because I desperately long to be with you, to worship you wholly and fully. I desperately desire to be free and move forward in the life everlasting. Investigation by God is better than blind human living. So the question is, what do you need God to investigate in your life? Invite him into it. Invite him to investigate your heart, investigate your thoughts, and watch what he brings to the surface for his glory and his honor and for his deep love and relationship for you. Thank you, Father, that we can ask you for for an investigation, for you to investigate us. Be patient with us as we learn to listen and grow in you. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time.